In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs with a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cat. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we are are Absolute absolute dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome, welcome. It's sexier than a squirrel. We're here. We're live. We're absolutely excited to be joined today by Michelle, who is Jasper's owner, Jasper, the Jack Russell Terrier that we have whizzing around the barn, whizzing in and out of the fields. He's one of those dogs that just as a youngster was very drawn to the critter or the squirrel. So I feel very privileged to be joined by Michelle. Michelle, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. And it's super to have you. So Tell us a little bit about Jasper. I mean, Jasper's a Jack Russell Terrier. He's a cool chap, but he didn't always come that way. And he did have an interest in critters, right? Uh, yes. So I got Jasper as an eight-week-old puppy. I picked him from his litter um, and in Bermuda. Um, yeah, he quite liked little critters. And I have a few instances where I remember him chasing feral chickens um, at the stables where I rode. So he had quite the interest in chase um, and it wasn't always appropriate. And when you say critters, Critters, go on, give me examples of the types of things that Jasper might be interested in. Oh, little four-legged friends, rats, mice, um, you name it. If it was in the bushes, that's what he was interested in. You say in. friends in the interesting way. Yes. Friends. <laughs> so tell me, how did he come to be with you? You wanted a new companion? How did it all start? Um, uh, yeah, I'd always been interested in having a Jack Russell and I'd been running with some friends. We were sitting having a late morning breakfast and she mentioned a friend of hers down the road had a litter of Jack Russells. So we went up the road and had a look and it went from there. Um, and he is so cute. I he mean, he's is, the cutest Jack Russell Terrier. He's lovely. He's a really nice little dog. And he's a cool dog, right, in so many ways. But I know you also had some difficult stages with Jasper. Yes. So for everyone that's listening in and to give everybody a little hope, I suppose, what were some of the difficult stages? What were some of the problems that you might have gone through? Um, so when we lived in Bermuda, I definitely went through a barking phase. Um, I went through a phase of him chasing birds when I was trying to do um, my starter agility classes. Um, and then when I moved here to the UK, um, the move, um, I had a different dog. I had a dog that was very shut down, a dog that stared at walls, um, a dog that didn't interact. In fact, I wasn't sure he wanted to be around me. So he didn't enjoy on the, being on the plane. He didn't enjoy the complete change of culture, climate. That threw him a lot, right? Yes. The life in the UK, the way that the environment looks is extremely different to Bermuda. Um, and it brought out his extreme lack of confidence that I wasn't aware of when I lived in Bermuda. So it's funny, you saw a new side of him that you weren't, you didn't necessarily see or recognize, um, but actually uh, initially, but it was there. Yes. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Now I know what I know. And I could see that there was a lot of indicators that I didn't recognize when we lived in Bermuda. Mm, um, a lot of, example. and it's where the barking came from. 
lack mm. of confidence. 100%. So tell me, I suppose, um, what were his initial strengths um, as um, you work towards solutions? Like he did have some initial strengths, right? Um, yeah, he did. So inside the house, I could get play with him. Um, he was willing to work for food. It was when we took him anywhere different that's where the the real struggles came um where he wouldn't take food he was always game for learning new tricks um so uh shaping him he loved it with a clicker um but it was all inside the house that we he would work for things like that so tell me i suppose when we came to bowerland and and you guys um came here tell me one of your first memories with jasper at bowerland um it was cold <laughs> That was my first real memory because we moved across here in the autumn um, and it, it, it was really cold. So we had to get little sweaters for him and little jackets and things like that. Um, I would say my first memories of him here, uh, I wouldn't say honestly that they were positive ones. Um, it was paying for workshops and attending the workshop and having to ask if I could borrow a dog because he wouldn't take food. So he didn't, he didn't want to work. He didn't want to take food. He wasn't interested in training. He was kind of a little bit, I suppose, what lots of trainers would describe as shut down. Yeah. And how is that different to the dog you have now? Oh God, I've, I don't remember that dog. Um, he's the polar opposite. So he's very pessimistic uh, when he first came to Bowerland. Um, now he's like uh, the definition of optimism. Um, he is up for anything at any time. And I rarely see him ever like bark at dogs, lunge at dogs. And yet I remember when he first started that he would be lunging, barking left, right and center across at maybe a jogger or something that took him anything, by surprise, right? Anything that took him by surprise. Um, and I remember we did, uh, he was on one of the Facebook lives recently and Eliza was hovering around on her little hoverboard in the background. And she and I looked at each other and we thought, Jasper's never seen him, seen that. And he was perfect. He was wagging his tail at her, totally Novelty changed dog. doesn't throw him, right? No, not at all. He doesn't notice it. And yet so many dogs that you teach, so many dogs that you know, novelty is a huge, like, it's a huge problem for a lot of dogs, right? Oh, definitely. Um, people coming in and out of the doors in Barrel and Barn, um, uh, another dog, um, a person approaching. Um, it's a massive problem for a lot of owners. So what's one of your best, most memorable moments with Jasper when you began to see wow moments? What was one of those moments that you were like, yes, I'm getting somewhere? Um, it would, I guess, be in one of the play workshops that I did with him. Um, and it was a really cool confidence exercise that we did um, where he was bashing through all sorts of noisy stuff to get to the food. And I, I like I. Like goosebumps thinking like about it. Like he's a little rock star, right? Yeah. Like he just like hammered through it. I love that. I absolutely love that. And the other one that I remember not so long ago was that he came like just off lead, even though there's like critters everywhere, there's other dogs around and he just trotted up alongside you, like more than happy to be in the environment. Yes. There was no like, I'm going to disengage and I'm going to go over and see that. Or there's no like, I'm leaving you to go chase this. He's like your dog. Yes. He is your dog. And I love it when you see that he's... um that he's your dog. And at the same time, was there ever a time that you felt the struggles were just too much or that you felt discouraged at all? Be honest. Like, oh, were there days that you felt, oh, can I handle this? Definitely in the first year. Uh, I thought, gosh, I've wrecked my dog. And, um, and how did you overcome that? Um, uh, talking to you. <laughs> and probably <laughs> many I mean, times. <laughs> the other thing was definitely like you, you, you really did dive in even deeper. Yes. Like you didn't back off at any point. You no. just came in like more. Yes. And um, we, we came up with a plan for what we needed to work on with him. I focused a lot on working on me. So I focused on working on other dogs and building my skills so that I could give him the confidence he mm. needed. Um, and we really worked on building him up 
and, and building me up as um, well. I, I love that because it's actually, I mean, 90%, it's what you do, right? Like yes. it's how you do it. And what was the turning point that made you realize that you and him were going to be successful? You saw that spark on you're like, yes. Um, I, I think it's when we started calling him Jasper 1.0. Yes. Um, and I think it was one of the, uh, it was a naughty but nice event um, that, that I took him to. And all of a sudden I had a different dog. Um, he was up for anything. And I remember, remember it being a drizzly day too. So he had his little coat on and he was still working and he had every reason in the book to not want to work in the conditions. And he still did it. Like, it was great. So powerful. Now tell us um, how your work with Jasper has influenced um, your work with clients. Um, it's one of the reasons I'm the most passionate um, that I am for Naughty But Nice Dog Owners because um, he is such a changed dog. Um, I, I had someone the other day who saw him when he first came. They didn't believe it was the same dog. He looks totally different. His whole, Everything about him, his demeanor is different, right? Yeah. Like I had to convince her that actually, no, no, this is the same dog you saw three years ago. And what is it one of Jasper's favorite games to play? So tell us one of his favorites. I mean, I know he's got a few. Oh gosh, Thunder. Yeah, it's his absolute favorite. Thunder, Typhoon, Tornado. I he love that. absolutely loves playing those. And I love those for him because they're all proximity games. For those yes. of you that don't know, those games are all part of the training academy or leash off game on. Um, those are games that we absolutely play to keep our dogs close, right? Yes. Yeah. And he used to be the keep away king. Yeah. So could you tell us a little more about Jasper's journey? Like, how is he now in terms of, I don't know, let's talk about play or food, because you told us he didn't like taking food at first, yes. or he didn't like necessarily playing in new places. How's that now? Like, I mean, I'm thinking to a photo shoot we did recently, like, how is it now? Um, he's amazing. Um, uh, and he'll take food in any situation. He'll take any food. Um, we used to have to really up the value and really um, go for the best available. So when you say up the value, let's tell people the sorts of things we mean when we're saying up the value. So chicken, hot dog, steak, dinner, like really had to work to get him to work for his food. And recently when we did a photo shoot, he just worked for his regular kibble. I was amazed because it was a really hard environment and he was absolutely brilliant. And I mean, in the photo shoots, they need to be really lit up and he was, right? Oh yeah. And he was just earning his dinner. Like, I love that. I just love that. So what would you say was the hardest part for you about having a naughty but nice dog? Um, I felt very isolated. I was, I, I didn't really take him out much. Um, in fact, if I went, it was going to do a workshop, I was worried about bringing him into the workshop because I was a little embarrassed. Um, if he lunged or barked at anyone or he didn't perform and he shut down, um, how does that look? You felt it as a, almost a reflection on you, I suppose. And yet, how do you feel now when you bring him in? Oh, uh, he's, he's awesome. You just bust him in. You're like, here he is. This is me. I love it. You'd like come straight in there. So it's, it's a super cool thing. Um, and are there any games that you play that you really feel lay down or did lay down the, the strongest like foundation with Jasper? So the really biggest foundation game for him is boundary games. So that's him having a safe place to be, a bed to be on. Um, and really that features in the majority of everything that he does, having a little boundary to hang out on. And he's my top demo dog. So I use him when I'm teaching in front of groups of people in front of one-to-one -one students. And that's the place he is. When I'm cooking at home, he's on his boundary. So given you've had a naughty but nice dog, what's your advice for others that may have naughty but nice dogs? And, and like what might help them on their journey together? Um, so the biggest bit of advice I can give, and it's what I've, I do with Jasper, he doesn't go on walks. 
And everyone's always shocked. I get usually this look, what? You don't walk him? Because certainly when I got him in Bermuda, one of the warnings that I was given by friends was, you're going to have to walk him twice a day, at least for an hour each walk, because he's a Jack Russell Terrier. And I can honestly say, in the traditional sense, he never gets walked. And yet he gets how many games a day? How many sessions a day does he get? And how many, I mean, God, I'm thinking of today, he's been on the treadmill, uh, on the water treadmill playing, um, catching food and, and doing sessions like that. He's done some triple F. Um, he's definitely been doing some fitness games. Like, what does that mean? Like, what sort of things does he do instead? He does lots of different things in lots of different places. And every day looks a bit different. No day's the same. So if I am going to do um, some food shopping, he might hop out of the car, do a little bit of search work around my car. So what I'm, I think the great thing that we to explain to everyone is what you mean is you don't rock up at the park, let him off lead for an hour, walk around and then collect him at the end. Yes. Or, <laughs> or throw a tennis ball for 15 minutes and nice. then put him back in the car. That's nice. I like it. That is what you mean is you're going to ditch tradition. Yes. And we, I was looking at Facebook the other day at a picture of him in Bermuda. He looked looks like a little athlete. He is a fitness machine. When? Now? Or? Now. Yeah, I agree. Like, um, you have a sporty little dog, don't oh, you? Oh yeah. He looks totally different. You have a sporty little dog. So you get the dog you need. So what were some of the lessons that Jasper taught you that you weren't really looking for, but actually you got and you feel you benefited from? Um, be patient. So I'm much less goal oriented. I'm results oriented. I know what I want the outcome to be, but I put less pressure on it, much less pressure. You put much less pressure on him, I, I observe, and you put so much less pressure on you. And yes. it's such a nice thing to see you working together now. You're a real good team. Whereas before it was so different when you had that sort of um, outcome driven. Actually, yes. now you want the result, but you're going to get there in the right way for you and him. And uh, most importantly, the right way for him. And you enjoy the process. Yes. Like I love that. I love watching you um, enjoy the process. So in the beginning of the journey with Jasper, if you had a difficult time, was there anything that you did that would help you and him look after the the relationship. So what helped? Um, having go-to games that he knew really well and that I really enjoyed. Um, giving him days off. So giving him, we call them stress bucket holidays, days to decompress. For me, it might be a Netflix day. For him, it's just having a break. Um, and it's really a lot about guarding his optimism and recognizing when those days are needed. I think that's great. The fact that you recognize them. And then what is something you can do now with Jasper that you never thought before would be possible? So what's something you do these days? Oh, gosh, so many things. Um, him being a demo dog in front of groups of people. I'm um, thinking of, wow, the photo shoot as well. I mean, yeah. that was a hard environment. Yeah, definitely. Um, a little tiny room um, that's probably... Cameras everywhere. Oh, yeah. It's like 10 by 10, 10 Maybe smaller. Feet, sorry. Yeah. 10 feet by 10 feet, if not smaller, with cameras, with lights flashing. It's a white room. The floor's slippery. Um, and he gets in there and he literally rocks it. He does. He's a little rock star. So I suppose um, before we leave, what are your um, favorite things to do with Jasper? What are the favorite things that you have if you think about something like, oh, I love that most? Um, magic Hand, um, playing, uh, the, we call them the weather games, Thunder, Typhoon, Tornado. Um, actually, do you know what? I like doing everything with him. And I agree. I think the things that I watch you do when you, I mean, him is, what I also think you do great at, Michelle, is watching like, I mean, Tom often demos with Jasper and you're just so lit up just watching it. So yeah. I 
love that you can celebrate Jasper. You don't yes. need it to be something you're doing directly. No. You watch him and you're like, that lights me up. So um, I think that's a special quality, yes. a really special quality. So thank you for joining us here on uh, the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. Thank you for having me. You're so very welcome. Remember, everybody, stay sexy.